I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lee bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. We are in the swamps of Elkhorn. We've got a amphibious guy with us. I don't know, is that a word? No. Uh, I don't know. Well, so this man, you may uh, recognize him when you hear his voice. The reptiles. The reptiles, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in person again. You may recognize this guy from uh, his award-winning podcast. In Camera Review, which is attorneys reviewing films. Yeah. Uh, you may also recognize this guy uh, because he's prosecuted your brother. Uh, I'm kidding, but uh, we're really excited for, for our man Gator. We're actually in his uh, basement recording studio right now, which is pretty phenomenal. Um, but we'll get to that later uh, in the kind of MTV Cribs edition. But anyway, Gator, uh, super glad to have you. And uh, start us off. Where where did you start F3? Who EH'd you uh, first workout? Give us the, the juicy deets. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to have you guys on the uh, the in camera review podcast as uh, as guests sometime. Uh, so I started April twenty first, twenty twenty one, and uh, kind of backing up from that, four years before then, I my uh, wife and family and I we moved uh, to Omaha in the summer of eighteen. Didn't know many people, uh, and I was working in Council Bluffs as a federal prosecutor, and so one of the guys that I met in doing that as a defense attorney. Uh, was Toadstool. First, I didn't know his name was Toadstool at the time. He was just Sean. So uh, he and I are in the middle of a trial, and we're we're talking uh, uh, before his client is about to testify, and he's trying to figure out whether his client is going to testify or not. And he says, you should come to my workout group. And I just said, okay. <laughs> and I did nothing about F3 at all. Uh, but I, but for the, since I moved, when I moved to Omaha, I started running uh, and really running seriously for the first time in my life. And so was running, you know, 20, 30 miles a week and I lost 40 pounds. Uh, and so that was kind of, that was my fitness level at that point, but I was always running by myself. Um, I worked out at the Y during my lunch break, yeah. didn't really have anybody to, you know, hang out with. It was just earbuds and not really meeting people. So I was in a position where I was ready to say yes to, to that kind of, you know, if somebody was going to extend an invitation like that, I was up for it. Yeah. Well, and I love the pitch, right? I mean, it's adversarial setting. Hey, come join me. Okay. I'm, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, what there's a lawyer. I mean, that had to be right. Cause I, so I, I remember hearing that story for the first time thinking like, aren't you guys competing against each other? Like kind of like you're, you know, so it's, it's like this guy on the other team who's kind of like, Hey, by the way, we should go work out today. Yeah. Like, how did how did that go over? Or you had known him outside of the courtroom, or so we we just uh, we just knew each other professionally, but we had worked together on a lot of cases. And then when you try a case against another lawyer, you get to know them pretty well. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes in pre-trial where you're negotiating and uh, doing all kinds of things. And so I, I just we just got to be friends, just work friends. Yeah. Um, and um, so when he brought it up, it just it just sounded like just something fun to do with somebody that I I liked you know, working with. And um, I will say that 
as a prosecutor, it's it's unusual to uh, get along with defense attorneys. Uh, they don't always like that you're prosecuting their client and prosecutors have a lot of discretion. Um, but, you know, as a prosecutor, I, I always wanted to have the best defense attorney on the other side uh, because it's an adversary, adversarial system. I wanted them to make the best arguments on behalf of their client. That helps me sleep at night. Um, and in this instance, Toastal's client was actually acquitted. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Um, I have what a plug for Toadstool. Yeah. Hey, uh, Toadstool, I'll be reaching out soon. No, I'm kidding. Um, I have so many questions. That'll be, uh, I think we might do a second part to this uh, interview and just talk about lawyers and uh, maybe we'll get Dread back and go dive deep into the, the L source. Yeah. Um, but I, I am curious. So first workout, where was that at? And I don't know if you remember who queued. And, yeah. Uh, tell us about that experience. So uh, Toadstool just sent me, you know, here are some workouts, you know, here's the location. So I picked Aldrich Elementary on a Wednesday. I uh, had no idea what that was. Showed up and uh, somebody called him Toadstool. Uh, and uh, and I, he said, oh, that's my nickname. You'll get one too. Nice. <laughs> He's nice. like, did you did you look up the website? I was like, no, I didn't look at anything. So show up and a roll bar was the queue. So, you know, coupons, sandbags. I'll never forget uh, picking up a 60 pound sandbag and trying to throw it as far as I could and thinking I've never done anything like this before. Yeah. Uh, but it was a great workout. I was sore for days. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was not in the fitness area that I had, which was just running. Mm -hmm. Right. So strength training and stuff, I wasn't there. I couldn't like, you know, reach up and get a cup out of the cupboard for about a week. Um, but it was, it was great. And then we got to the COT and, uh, you know, we got to Namorama. And um, so, of course, I was one of those guys that said my name and my age and then just kind of blankly stared at the camera. Oh, oh yeah. They're like, yeah. FNG. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Nice. So uh, they pull me into the circle and, uh, you know, I say, you know, uh, who I am. And I say, I'm, you know, from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm a big Florida State fan. So go Knowles. There was just complete quiet crickets. And I was like, well, this is the wrong crowd for that. So behind me, I hear a voice that I would later know to be arm bars. Oh, yeah. And arm bar just says, Gator. <laughs> and I, I continued to talk about other stuff and, you know, and it was just, it was Gator. Yeah. And so that was it. That's awesome. How was, I mean, first experience, like with the guys, um, did you know anyone besides Toadstool there? The only new Toadstool. And it was like, a, it was a partner workout. So he just kind of hung out with me the whole time, which was great. Um, and so, you know, that first workout was just, it was all kind of a blur, but it was just really just us just hanging out talking, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, after that, I went and got on the website and found out all about it. So I went to the coop the next day, which was the launch and Toadstool was queuing that. Yeah. And so then, you know, I get this other completely different experience of seeing this huge workout with all these guys. And then um, wait time was my partner that day. Nice. And so I got all of my F3 questions answered. <laughs> oh, what, what is it we're doing? Why are we doing this? And I had no idea who wait time was or what his, what his role in F3 was. He was just telling me about that. And one of the things he told me was, you know, you really ought to come to cafeteria, which was the first time I'd heard about that. Hmm. He said, that's where you really get to know guys. And so uh, the next day I went to the combine and uh, met Mufasa. And um, if you've ever been an FNG, uh, a, a new guy and worked out with Mufasa, he is so welcoming. Oh, yeah. You know, he, yeah. he, 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 that that's the time where he actually is the nicest guy in F3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't stay that way. Yeah. But uh no, and so that those first three days were just such a, a great experience. And so after that, you know, I did my first Murph on on Monday with FDIC, and uh, and went to cafeteria. And then it was like um, we were talking about this earlier. It was like seventy four beatdowns in a row 
before you know, I went on vacation and couldn't go, but I was in right away uh, and just welcomed immediately. And it, it just had a huge impact on my life. Well, and then before we actually started this, we had some time to talk to him before we started recording and, and Gator actually kept a ledger of, of all of his workouts, which is actually really incredible for about the first year. So looking back at that ledger, you said you took some time, any of them stick out for you, any workouts in particular? Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of them, uh, and just thinking about today was the first time. So I, I started pre-running uh, the next week at the maze uh, and that was cheap seats queue. And uh, he stayed with me. I was seeing convoy. Uh, they slowed down and they, uh, you know, I was not as fast as them, uh, but they slowed down. And so I, since then, I just started pre-running every day. And then I heard about the Wild Kingdom and how that's a, a longer pre-run. So I go, I go on this challenge and I'm like, yeah, I run four and a half miles or whatever it is. And that happens to be the first time that I was at a plate queue. Oh, no. And I, re- I remember <laughs> laying down on the, on the ground and you were calling on people to do different exercises. And I was so out of breath and I was so tired just saying, please don't call on me. Please don't call on me. <laughs> you were like, Gator, 20 flutter kicks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, it was fun to go through and just kind of relive some of those memories and, and, uh, and just think about some of the, like the great COTs that really for me, changed the character of F3 from just a workout group to, you know, these guys are uh, are here. They're sharing things about themselves. Uh, I, I didn't think I would ever share anything about myself when I started listening, but, but I realized that um, that the culture uh, was one that was authentic and it was welcoming and I just felt at home. Mm. Man, there's so much to unpack there. And I um, I was waiting for you to say that was the first time I pre-ran with the plague and then he didn't stay back with me. So I, I'm <laughs> that wasn't your experience, although it's still not ideal. I will say uh, I did stop and walk with a FNG pre-runner this week. So for those of you that are following along and you know that's a struggle for me. Uh, that's personal growth. Uh, that's growth, baby. That's growth. Uh, Getting better to the day you were before. I, yeah. um, man, so as you came into this group, what do you think it is? Because I think so retention is always on my mind, right? right? But it sounds like you you came in, you hit the ground running. I mean, were there was it was it the coffee or was it like like should we try to get every FMG partnered with wait time? Like what's the, <laughs> what's the secret sauce? And I, I like um I don't know, it just seems like you were hooked right from the beginning. So the workouts were great because they were they were physically demanding and they were pushing me and challenging me. And that's that's you know um something that I wanted to do. But the second F was the pre-running and the cafeteria. Yeah. And I think that that just, just was the accelerant on it uh, for me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like it, it'll happen at whatever pace that you are, uh, you know, pushing F3 into your life. If, uh, you know, I heard there was like a happy hour because Blue Suede was leaving. That was like within the first two weeks, I was like, well, I'm going to go. Yeah. I don't know anybody, but I'm going to go. Yeah. And so it just, it, it allowed it to have a faster impact. So I just think it's the more you lean in, uh, the faster it happens. But that's on us uh, to make sure that guys feel comfortable leaning in yeah. and that they know this is a place that they can and yeah. that they'll be well received. That's very difficult, I think, because I think naturally as a person, I think I'm cooler than I actually am and need to for, like people to perceive me as that so I don't tend to lean into things organizationally like full force right away sure um so I think you're hitting on an important point of like kind of knocking down some barriers and I don't know some of it's personal accountability and knocking down your own barriers but creating an environment where people do feel welcome yeah um well and then you know before we we started this you have had some opportunity to EH some guys in your neighborhood and just thinking about the the EH that Toadstool did and your first workout, you know, you talked about you guys were partnered together. And I'm curious on your opinion on whether 
whether or not you Mixed think you beers. yeah so i think plague and i have different philosophical views here on whether or not you bring a guy should you throw him to the wolves and have him go by themselves or should you kind of hold their hand and make sure that they're surviving yeah i'm i'm, I'm i love the show guys so uh, <laughs> you know you know the difference i'm familiar with the debate and you know and i think there are you know there are good arguments on on both sides i i think that you know for me um if if toadstool would have just said hey you know have a good workout and i'll see you at the end i think that would have been a very different experience for me mm. but that's just my personality type yeah. um and whereas you know i've uh eh guys and uh and seen them go off and feel just as comfortable uh working out with me is, is just meeting somebody new and that's just their personality um but i try to at least kind of give them the option and kind of be available because that's i'm just seeing it through my own lens about what i would want but I, I really do think that it just it depends on it depends on the the, the FNG and um, and what their um, you know kind of what their personality is because mm -hmm. you're either going to be comfortable with a bunch of people you don't know mm -hmm. um, or you're not yeah and and I and I, I I come on that I'm an extrovert but I was also just not I didn't know anything about what was going on I had no understanding didn't and you know and these are people that I'm you know meeting in Omaha. Uh, and really don't know anybody else, right? So I didn't have a group of friends in Omaha. I had legacy friends from, you know, back home and things like that. So it was all, you know, new to me. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that because I'm noticing. Um, so Desk Pop is a guy I know through my a friend of my wife's. He's not from here. He started this week and he's gone every day, right? And and so there is something to like if you don't live here and the fellowship piece um i don't know tell us about that from your perspective so ozark and i have talked a lot about that um he's originally from illinois i'm from florida okay. and then I, I lived in alabama he lived in oregon so we moved here you know we we had done the move to a unfamiliar place before and kind of evaluate um you know how how difficult or or easy it is to get you know involved in the community and meet people we happened to be neighbors, which was great because we saw each other. Yeah. Um, and then I convinced him to come out to F3. And we realized for us that it was such a great way for us to meet people in the community outside of our street and our jobs uh, and our kids' schools and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That, um, you know, that's where you made real friendships, mm -hmm. um, you know, when, when we got involved in this. And so I see it as such an asset for people who are not from a community to feel like they are. I, I couldn't tell you who is from Omaha and who isn't when I'm at a workout. Yeah. Um, and uh, I never feel out of place. Um, and I and I don't get the impression that anybody else you know feels anything less than welcome. Nice. You know, I think you kind of hit that on the head. I was a transplant too. So I had the same feeling of, hey, I don't know anyone, so I kind of gotta I gotta get into it somehow, right? It helps you find people. You know, have you I'm curious on if that sense of community is translated if you're going down range and mm. Have you been able to post downrange anywhere and and can speak to that? So I have not gone uh, downrange. I've talked to a, a lot of guys that have and and heard kind of um, you know mixed results on that. But I, I have noticed that when I when I I try to push myself every once in a while to go and uh, queue you know the danger zone or you know make it out make it out east just every once mm -hmm. in a while. Um, and you know there's there are a group of guys that post you know fairly regularly to the same sites. And so when when you show up there, they're kind of, you know, they're excited to see their friends that they usually see. And so what I found is great is just being able to, you know, show up and kind of um, just, you know, say, hey, 
I'm, I'm, I want to listen. I want to get to know people here and just ask questions and pre-run with guys and get to know them that I usually don't work out with. And so in, in that sort of, you know, the bigger, you know, the region, my experience has been is that uh, guys love talking to guys who, who don't usually post there or don't usually queue there. I mean, it's just, even with the, the, the nonsense trivia that I like to do, you know, guys are still good sports about that. Yeah. Oh man. I, you know, I, I love that too. And I think, um, Gosh, anymore, you know, some sites feel downrange even when they're not, uh, you know, even in our own region. So I think that's, you know, it's good to to venture out and not not forget um, to go to some of those sites. I, I do think one of the things that I know about you um, is that you'd like to to shake a weasel every now and then. Uh, <laughs> and I think when I say that, what I mean is you like to you like to ask you ask really good questions and you get guys um, perspectives on things that are, you know, like you, like you haven't been downrange, but I bet you could tell us a whole bunch of stories about downrange experiences. Cause you, you come from this really cool place to love and and just compassion for other people. But how has that helped your second F kind of relationships grow? Cause I, I noticed even in my own journey, like, and this, I forget who I was talking to, maybe it was Folsom or somebody, they actually said, you know, I love when Pony's on the cast because he asks really good questions. And um, I was kind of offended. And then, Thank God. And then I realized that maybe I'm not always the best listener. I don't ask the best questions. And so trying to learn from guys like you, but but I would imagine that would help your kind of second F, uh, I want to call it like your second F game, but it's not really, you know, but just your relationship building, right? Or I guess what's been your experience there? So, you know, the great thing about pre-running uh, often is, um, you know, you you get to see the same kind of pre-runners, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're posted at the same sites. And yeah. so, like, that's where my shield bot came out of, mm-hmm. was running with guys like Cheap Seats and Barn Door and, uh, and Blades of Glory, and then uh, seeing Mufasa show up late, and then us all making fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's you know, uh, when you're seeing those guys and you're, you're really starting to get to know them, uh, you know, on that deeper level, that's when you start, you know, getting together, uh, you know, outside of F3 and those relationships happen. But I would say to your question about, you know, sort of the second F is just, you know, I just lean into all of the other things, whether it's a happy hour or cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm always trying to, um, you know, talk to people that I don't know, because it's just a great, you know, uh, easy environment to get to know somebody. So like, you know, Boji, uh, you know, he, he started um, posting out East. Um, just when he was coming in town on business and then he ended up moving here and he, he's now uh, another neighbor. Um, <laughs> nice. But so he would, he showed up, you know, to the armory and that's, I got to know him at cafeteria. Um, and so, uh, and then, you know, now we're, you now we see each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but in asking questions, finding out what guys are going through, what, what can F3 do for them uh, that's, that can fulfill their need? Yeah. So, you know, Boji's a runner, you know, encouraging him to pre-run, getting him to, uh, to come out and do that. It has been great. And then seeing guys who, you know, are looking to accelerate more um, and, and pushing them to say, hey, you know, I'll pre-run with you. Um, or just, hey, you know, if you make some time for coffee, you know, I try to make sure that if, if guys are doing that, that I, I talk to them. Yeah. You know, if I talk them into going to coffee, I try to, you know, meet them there, meet them there. And, and, and so, and that's, I, I, I am not the best. I appreciate what you said. I'm not the best listener. I often talk more than I should. I think if you asked my M, she would agree with that statement. <laughs> um, but F3 has been so great for me to, to really try to develop that as a skill hmm. and to, and, you know, the guys that, that post are so interesting and everybody's got a different story um, that if you just listen, uh, you can really find some amazing things. Well, I, I kind of think what's incredible is that you just, 
kind of alluded to something that we've been talking about before this podcast started was the sectoring of all these different areas of Omaha, right? You're giving an example of how we didn't lose the common mission of F3. You had an East guy who, who moves out West, but still feels the same sense of community and at a West L workout, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it is, we need to do a better job as individuals of, I know I'm guilty of only posting on the East side. Um, it's convenient for me. I, I just am a creature of habit and post there. And I do see the guys I know, and maybe it is, Hey, I need to take the, the extra step to go out West and then continue to build that. Um, so I just wanted to acknowledge that. I think that, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about how big F3 has gotten and especially here in Omaha and what we're going to do. And you guys are kind of on the front lines of that for sure. Um, but I do want to make sure that you guys recognize we are keeping some good. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's a perfect example. Yeah, the the khakis challenge that used to occur in October, you know, you got a patch if you just hit every site. That's hard to do in 30 days uh, anymore, you know. So it is kind of cool to see to see the growth. But I do think to your point, I mean, it, getting around and just um, I know I notice even with my move from east to out west, um, the guys the guys that posted west side are still great guys yeah right? you know right. the only thing that has changed it in that equation is like my where i live and how far i can drive you know before a pre-run at 445 so it, it is really cool to see the culture uh sustained over time um i saw i saw brazilian at a workout this last week and that guy um, post yeah he, yeah he posted and and honestly i was texting him afterwards and it was kind of like it felt you know felt like the band got back together you know for for a workout and that's a really cool uh really cool feeling and the thing about guys in f3 is like uh nobody's judging you when yeah. you're out there if anything it's more of like we just want to make sure you're okay you know and we just want to make sure that you're still getting uh, that sense of, of community or just yeah. support and I, I guess where i would stick with this for you gators um, as you've been injured, kind of going through some of that. Yeah. Um, you made a comment to me the other day. I'm doing queen service because I don't like fat gator. <laughs> uh, and we can go there if you want to, but more so kind of in that mental battle space of like the guy that drifts away and comes back and drifts away and comes back. I mean, it, it, talk us through that from your perspective. Yeah, so when, you know, I usually post, you know, six days a week and run pre-run, you know, five days a week. And so when, when I get injured uh, and, it's it's very disruptive uh to me because i you know I've in a bad way in a bad way yeah yeah uh and you know uh armbar gave a great cot once uh that really stuck with me about uh this book about chop wood carry water mm. and you know the the takeaway from it is that for me pre-running going to the beat down six days a week that's chop wood carry water that's how i had that's my start to a successful day i got to do that work so i can be better that day mm. and when i don't i'm not yeah uh, and it, and that becomes a problem for me. So knowing that about myself, I I push myself to go to workouts injured, and uh, and then you know um, either modify or get frustrated that I can't you know do the workout. Um, but then also you know I I pushed it too far this last time I got injured, and I was injured for a lot longer than I needed to be mm-hmm. because I wanted to go run at Wild Kingdom, and uh, after about mile three and a half, uh, my knee gave out again. And, uh, and I was probably injured for a lot longer than I needed to be. And that's because I know that if I'm not working out that I'm, I'm not going to be doing a good job. And so once I finally, you know, went to the doctor, uh, and, you know, through the urging and advice of guys like retweet and icy hot, who are fantastic guys, if you've ever been injured, uh, they're always there for you. But 
you know, I, I, I got into a situation where I knew that I should not post. Hmm. And I knew that, that I was not going to get better if I didn't. And, uh, but it was a balance between knowing what would happen in, in, in as not posting and sort of spiraling down. Uh, and, and as I've talked about, you know, I, I slowed down enough to where the sad clown that I've been out running caught up to me. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that really kept me going was being psychic with the armory, um, and showing up there every Friday. And, but for that and, and getting the, the graciousness of guys like tonight show and slow pitch, um, you know, and these guys that were, that were there for me when I was injured. I would have just lost touch with F3 and I probably wouldn't have come back no. um, because that's, that's, that's me when I'm not doing my daily work uh, mm-hmm. over a period of time, that arc bends down. Yeah. I think that's, that's common, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think for most people when they come in, right. At first and foremost, it's a workout. Like they're going for the workout when they first come. And I'm the same way where my day is substantially better, exponentially better if I'm working out beforehand and I could see how you could get in the cycle of all, all, I need to push myself, maybe even to the point where the extent is an injury. I guess I want to unpack a couple of things there. I mean, do you, in your opinion, do you think we do a good job of encouraging people to modify or having additional workouts for the bruisers or anything like that? And then secondary to that, as you transitioned into a period of where you couldn't work out, were there resources there for you to where you could continue to stay engaged with the packs? And were we, you know, were we doing a good job of encouraging you? So as far as the, the bruiser workouts go, you know, it's, it's difficult because, you know, uh, I remember when, when Chicklets got really injured on the Murph, um, Chicklets would love to have a running workout or a leg day, uh, when he was injured. And I know guys that, that, you know, were able to put on some of those workouts for him and he could do that. But for me, when I was injured, I couldn't do any of that. And so really what I realized in that process was, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the workout is. What matters is, is that, it, you know, if somebody's willing to give up their workout, to just walk with you mm-hmm. and, and you have somebody so that, you know, you're, you're not, uh, you don't feel like you're slowing everybody down and you don't feel like you're taking away from everybody's workout, uh, where, where guys were, would give up their workouts for me, uh, that meant more to me than, you know, just going to a queue that happened to be one I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I really appreciated the guys that did that, especially they queued the armory, mm-hmm. uh, that they knew that I was hurt and they modified their cues just so I could do them. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that was very meaningful. Um, but yeah, the bruiser thing is tough because, you know, on the one hand, you got to get better so you can get out there. On the other hand, you don't want to, um, you don't want to be gone too long because that has its own, uh, adverse consequences. But to your question about staying in touch, I, I can't tell you, I mean, I, I could show you all the, all the texts that I've gotten, uh, over the last year from guys, uh, just reaching out, just saying they haven't seen me, um, and wondering how I was doing guys pushing me to, to do things that I know I should do that I didn't. Uh, Roadhouse was really great about trying to get me to come to coffee mm-hmm. uh, and other guys were as well. Um, and that's something that I didn't do enough of because, you know, I think, I think Buns of Steel was on and he had a great um, interview with you guys where he talked about being injured and how it's like, well, if you're going to get up and work out, that's one thing, but if you're going to get up just to go have coffee, well, you can have coffee here. Yeah. <laughs> and so it becomes one of those things where, you know, you just, you're not in the best place. You're not, you're not your best self. And, um, you know, being injured is, is, is a difficult thing to navigate, but, uh, you know, were it not for those guys that did reach out, that made me feel still connected, even when I didn't feel connected, um, that they were still connected to me and they still cared. That meant so much. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, I think we do a great job and it's, and it's, uh, I think slow pitch told me it's one of those things that's a, it's a gift you're given and you got to give it away. And if mm-hmm. you give it away, you get to keep it. Yeah. 
And so I, I have a total, when I see guys that are injured now or, or the six or, you know, those kinds of things, I have a totally different mindset about it because I'm, my first priority is not me getting my best workout when I'm there is making sure that everybody else is, 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 is having a good time too. And we're trying to accommodate that uh, with some of the different workouts, right? I mean, we've got Coronado uh, that's a little bit more of a bruiser beat down, but, but not, not necessarily removing the difficulty from it. And then I think uh, I love the, the catalyst, which I think um, when we put it on our, our F3 nation map, it's a movement and mumble chatter AO because really uh, the design there allows, like you could walk, right? right? You could, you could show up at, at 515 and walk, you know, a mile or two or ruck or whatever you want to do. Right. Um, so I think we're, we're noticing that trend because it, I think a lot of times a guy gets injured and there isn't a lot to keep them, keep them hooked in. But um, I do, uh, for those of you listening, Pony had to leave. So the, uh, the question um you know, sort of value may go down here uh, with just me solo. So I apologize in advance, but I do. Um, so a couple of things that I wanted to pick your brain on uh, that we've, you've mentioned. So you've mentioned, you know, your M, you've mentioned shield lock, uh, really some Q-source kind of topics. Tell me about Q-source. Has that been a valuable thing for you? And then would also love for you to share uh, any insight um, from your shield lock? Because uh, I, I know you kind of, you have a model shield lock from what I've heard uh, that other guys would maybe want to try to emulate. So anything you could share from Q source or shield lock would be fantastic. Yeah. So I was a combine guy every Friday. Uh, and uh, when Sparty, you know, Sparty was the first Q there uh, at the combine that I went to. And uh, you know, I, I started going to Q source there every Friday and that really uh, had a, a, a big impact on me right away. Um, See, so just, not just the material itself, but just the discussion and guys feeling, you know, comfortable sharing. And I got hit with the concentrica in that Q source. And that is something that really intrigued me because I've always struggled with uh, what I used to call work-life balance Mm. and what I now understand to be the concentrica. And so I I talk about this a lot of my COTs um, because it it really is something that is is not something that I uh, achieve and then uh, move on to the next thing. It's yeah. something that's a daily struggle for me. And so keeping my my M uh, at, you know at the priority and then focusing on my kids, uh, being able to flip that mindset that I used to have where really work was the most important thing to me uh, for a long time. And even when I think you know that I'm doing a good job, with balancing work and family, what I realize is, is that I'm, I'm oftentimes just choosing my own ego. Uh, and I, I enjoy, you know, being a good husband and being a good father is, is the two of the most difficult jobs that I have. Yeah. Uh, and my other job is actually really easy compared to that. Yeah. Um, but I, but I get more instant feedback and, you know, it's in, in ways it's, you know, being able to enjoy being a lawyer and to have, you know, uh, you know, great experiences and try cases and do interesting things has been great, but at the same time, uh, I, I'm doing those things at the expense of my family. And uh, when we started talking about that in QSource, and I heard guys struggling with the same thing, um, and, and and hearing those the, the discussion, whether it was about the concentric or not, about applying these leadership principles, which when I first first hear it, I think I uh, of, of work settings, yeah. and then I start thinking about no, I need to lead in my own family because I need to I need to do this and I need to do a better job of that, and it. 
it just really changed my mindset, changed yeah. my approach. And so that that, that Q source, uh, the combine was just uh, really, really uh, significant to me in my development. Hmm. Um, and so I credit a lot to that. And uh, going into your, your next question about the shield lock, of course, hearing guys uh, like Patton, I think was the first one to mention a shield lock mm-hmm. to me. Um, and I was just really interested in that uh, and that this Q source concept that um, I was still trying to understand. And so um, it was, it just made sense to me that the guys I was seeing and posting with every day, we were already sort of doing that. Anybody in any way we would have, uh, you know, accountability text. Hey, where are you posting? Are you pre-running? Come on. You know, you can, yeah. Yeah, so that kind of stuff. And that's really, you know, what a shield block is to me. It's that it's a group of guys that I feel comfortable sharing what's going on with my life and where I need help. And that they're, they're of course, always ready, willing, and able to, to give it and, and hold me accountable on the things that I I know I need to be held accountable on. Yeah. How have you balanced that with the, because one of the things I think is, is hard, right? It's like you want to, you want to get to know everybody, <laughs> but then you've got to like from an accountability standpoint, right? You not, every, you can't have a shield lock with 20 people. And right. so, and so, I mean, how have you balanced that? So um, we struggled initially to try to figure out how we were going to manage our time together as a shield lock, you know, uh, texting is great because it's, you can always just pick up the phone and pick up the conversation there, but you got to be in person and you got to, you got to meet and you got to make time for each other. And so for us, we came up with this idea that we were going to, you know, once every couple of weeks, we were going to meet and do a beat down together. Mm -hmm. And uh, we realized that that's the time that we're already making available. And, you know, it, it, it's, it comes with the downside of, of not being able to post with other guys that day. Um, but it is the, you know, we, we get there, we pre-run together. Even Mufasa does the pre-run. No way. Uh, unless, unless he sleeps in. Okay. Sometimes we wait for him. <laughs> and uh, and so we, we'll do the pre-run together. We talk and then we, we, really, we start really early. So our, our beatdowns are 5.15 and then we all just take turns. So everybody leads for seven minutes. Oh, yeah. and, and, and then one guy is in charge of, of queuing and that's the person that's going to um, you know, pick the location and do a COT and that kind of thing. And then afterwards at six, we go get coffee and that gives us a lot of time. Uh, and, you know, barn door and I, we have to get going in the morning, uh, these days. And so, you know, but that's like 45 minutes mm-hmm. where we can just be together and talk. And the person who's queuing usually, uh, picks, uh, a topic, whether it's free to lead or Q source, or this is just, I need help with this guys. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and we'll do that. And so that, the, that's really where our shield block has grown um, exponentially was just being able to figure out that that's what's going to work for us. And so I've, I've always recommended that the shield block beatdown model to other shield blocks, because I, I have found that that's, you know, uh, that's really where we have seen the connections and, and really, you know, uh, gone on a deeper level than I think we would if we're just um, just trying to get get together for a short period of time here and there. Yeah, well, and similar, you know, not not a lot different than than some of our AOs that have fewer numbers of guys. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, we so reinvent the wheel. Yeah, right. Yeah, which I which I love. You know, I I think um, it's just so cool. And I mentioned this to cheap seats. Um, the when you you can look at different guys right that are in shield locks or guys that maybe don't have that layer of accountability and and you just see almost a sense of confidence or you know just assurance in who they are because they know they've got so much support um and so just kudos to you for for your efforts there i think it's really cool to just 
you know, and looking at the guys, right? So we've, we've interviewed Barndor and we've interviewed Cheap Seats. We're interviewing you. I think uh, Mufasa, you know, might uh, have some open time in his schedule. He's a busy, busy man. Um, so we may get to interview him. And then, you know, uh, someday, you know, after he hands the shovel flag, we'll interview Blades. Right. So it's just really cool to see all of the guys in that uh, shield lock growing. So kudos for that. Um, so in all of this, right, and to me, this... Uh, the journey we're on to reinvigorate male community leadership is is spiritual in nature. So I want to get your thoughts on on the third F. And I think um, I know we've had some great conversations about uh, the third F in general. But curious your just your thoughts on you know kind of your own journey. Um, but then would also love to hear your thoughts on like how are we supporting you guys as they come in, maybe searching or unsure. Or what what's been your yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've talked with a lot of guys about how I think it's it's really uh, Im important, uh, and I'm I'm so glad that's a core principle that we're open to all men, mm -hmm. and 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 that it should not matter what your belief system is, uh, that you should always feel at home and have a place uh, in F3, and so to me, when I think about the third F, I think it's about carrying something that's um, that's bigger than yourself, mm. and and it's a it's about um, trying to find you know, bigger picture meaning um, beyond just what it is that, you know, is important to you uh, that day and your your selfish, you know, ego-driven goals and those kinds of things. And, you know, that doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 push, I have to push myself to do that. And so, you know, uh, you know, to me, the third F is, is just as simple as knowing that when I am, uh, you know, away from the gloom and I find a situation where I don't do well, uh, I, I I don't just have that internal discussion of, you know, I've let myself down or I, I messed this up and, you know, I got to fix that. It's, you know, I'm not living third F, you know, I'm, I'm not doing, I'm not doing the best that I can to be for, for the, the people that depend on me, the people in this community, the things I care about um, that, that I can actually have an impact on because I'm, I'm over here focusing on some mistake that I made that I'm, right. you know, irritated about. Yeah. And, and then, so then you get, you, you have the, the, the other side of that, the sort of the external, which is getting these opportunities to really be able to see what an impact you can have. Yeah. And that's the, the third F where, uh, whether it's, um, you know, uh, going to things where you're, uh, you're doing, uh, whatever kind of charity event you're doing for me recently, it was, uh, Sparty getting me involved in the boys and girls club yeah. and that Escobar and I were able to coach this young man. Uh, recently through this uh, this Boys and Girls Club competition. Uh, that was, uh, I was texting Sparty about it the other day because I, I just was so amazed at what kind of experience it is to be able to work with somebody who, um, you know, is, is looking at, I got to write these essays and I got to, uh, you know, get prepared for these hour-long interviews with five people and then stand up in front of 250 people and give a three-minute speech that's very personal and about their lives yeah. and they're 16 years old. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And in between that, they're, he's playing football and he's wrestling and he's, you know, balancing all this stuff. And so, um, but we were able to make ourselves available to him and share what we could and just give him the confidence that he needed to go do all those things. And it was extremely rewarding. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that was not something that I would have done before F3. Yeah. You know, I, I would have said, I'm too busy for that. Or, you know, that's, that's for somebody who's, you know, more special or more talented than me that, that can really have an impact on somebody's lives. You know, that's not something I can do. Yeah. So the third F to me is about caring about people more than you care about yourself and realizing that 
that's actually what brings you real happiness in life. You can you can search for all the different things that you think you want out of life and pursue those selfish goals, but in the end, it, it doesn't. It's not rewarding, and, yeah. and it doesn't stick with you, and you don't grow as a person. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I I love uh, what you shared about um, just giving it away. You know, it's uh, it's so it seems so easy, um, but you know, it's like our our self image or our ego is designed to go just to be in default like self-protect mode right and so then naturally it's like well well, no you should do this thing that makes you feel good or or look good or you know kind of um but that's just not there's there's never happiness at the end of the self self-service so it's uh I, I love that and the, how did you get involved with the uh, young man through sparty and the boys and girls club was that just sparty reached out and said hey i got an opportunity and i, I remember about this time last year roadhouse telling me about it and and i was saying a prayer for uh for his candidate uh in the gloom that day when he was giving his speech so that was the first time i had heard about that and uh i remember thinking oh that sounds like a great you know a, a great uh, experience uh, but no, it was just a text from Sparty. Okay. Uh, and of course, you know, that's the thing about F3. I think tonight's show is is the one that I uh, heard for heard uh, say this first was just being in the position to say yes. Yeah. That's where I was when I came in in F3 was that I was I, I, I had been um, running by myself for so long and didn't have those avenues to meet new people. And so I was ready to say yes. Yeah. And that's, you know, my my third F pump was primed yeah, you know cool. so that when i get a text from sparty and saying do you want to do this the answer is of course absolutely i'll figure out the details later <laughs> yeah you know. yeah i love it it's just like asking somebody to queue right or, or getting asked to queue yeah um man you know your story um i just think so many guys resonate with and so i just appreciate you sharing um you know all of the all of the different f's but also uh i know you have a unique story and how the armory got started and um i think it was you or whoever maybe it was you but the, but i recently saw the picture of like the first night of the pop-up yes and uh so i would just love to hear your your experience there and obviously i'm forever grateful because i you let me do my cot standing in the tank uh and so i just it's such a cool site and the the, the origin of it was, i think was really um organic so i don't know just share with us how that went from a it leadership perspective it started uh with a conversation at a scooters with patchy adams and crab cakes and, and it was just talking about how you know we were new to to f3 at the time and we were you know naive about uh you know uh, how the process works for you know new sites and what, what are, how does that even work but we did want to start talking to people about how hey i mean patchy lives in waterloo and i'm out in elkhorn and so we wanted uh to try to um push this idea that we could uh you know have uh, a, a western site yeah. and uh and i really i love tazuka you know i take my kids there and uh and it's 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 uh it's close uh, to where i live and it's a it's a great uh it's a great park and so when i brought it up of course to you for the first time uh, the, the thought of being a site key or what that was was so far from my mind yeah you know i just was just wanted to say hey you know there i think i think people will go you know if, if we build it you know yeah. people will come and when uh when you were like you know talking me through those kinds of things and and i started doing what i've really enjoyed doing which is i i love talking to guys about what they're getting from workouts and what they want more of and you know uh and that that was how it started was hey if we opened up a site here do you think you'd go if so what day you know, would, would you go on? And, and so then we had this idea that we were going to, it was actually wait times idea that we do this evening pop-up. 
uh, at at Tahazuka. So that was in September, and we met there, you know, at five thirty, and there was ten of us, and we had Patchy and I co-cued it, and we had this great, you know, beat down. It was perfect weather, and you know, there were a bunch of kids playing soccer there, and their parents were wondering just what in the hell we were doing. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then afterwards we went to Jukes. And so, you know, I think there were like 15 guys at the happy hour and about 10 at the workout, but, you know, overwhelmingly I heard, yes, we would love to do this. This sounds great. And and Friday is definitely the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so from there, then it was, you know, I was like, Hey, I think this can work. And it was like, okay, well, you're going to lead this thing. So <laughs> That's how it goes. So, uh, yeah. And then, you know, just doing the pop-ups and, and starting that site and the launch and where we went from there was just so amazing. Uh, the support um, for that site was so strong uh, and so so quick. Um, I can't, you know, it was one of those sites that I never had. My problem was trying to make room for everybody that mm-hmm. I wanted to queue uh, and that wanted to queue there, and that you know, guys to get their VQs there and those kinds of things. It was. It's just been. It's just been an, an incredible experience and, and an honor to 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 start a site yeah well and, and you even had kind of this rule where you wouldn't let anybody queue there twice right <laughs> well i just hearing i don't know i've heard that i, I so i heard that from grills actually uh that, that that was a that was something that when when he passed the flag that he i heard him say you know at a workout one time that just just trying to get one yeah but at the same time if somebody asked to queue if they love that side as much as i do then yeah. i just love the enthusiasm so we definitely had guys and and there were guys that came back for they wanted to do their anniversaries and i was honored to have them yeah. and wanted to celebrate that with us and uh you know just seeing guys and, and the connection that they make to that place and the people that go there has just been so great to to see so uh we've had some really interesting and fun cues there yeah uh, really memorable ones well, and I love the, um, at the shovel pass, you kind of did, uh, you know, you had different stations with different exercises from different cues and guys VQs. Yes. Um, so it was just cool to, to have all of that uh, kind of brought together in one experience. And I, I think the other thing that, um, you know, is just, is just so cool is as a site cue, you know, you mentioned kind of mentoring a, a young man, right, to give a speech, but as a site cue, you have this unique opportunity to, to, build confidence into a, a man whatever regardless of age you know race uh, all of that um so talk me through that like from a leadership perspective yeah. what what did you feel was the benefit or how did how did being a site help you grow or develop yeah i mean i tried to put myself back where i started when i became a site and think about what was it like for me in those first couple months especially the two months before i had my vq yeah. and i remember um I think cheap seats was the first one to mention to me, Hey, you know, it was like two weeks into it. Hey, we got to get you up there, Gator. And I'm like, Oh, are you kidding me? No way. <laughs> like, and it just sounded like preposterous that I would, I would cue a workout. And then, uh, and then at, at some point I just, you know, didn't know when I was ready to VQ and it was armbar that reached out to me and, and, and set up my VQ, um, at top rope. And that was such an amazing experience. And I thought about how, well, that's what I want to do as a psych I want to, I want to tell guys that they're, that they are ready mm-hmm. and I want to get them on the queue schedule. And if not the armory somewhere else. And so that kind of became my mission was to really focus on that and, and finding guys like, you know, cradle who had, had come out um, and accelerated great from the beginning and then got injured and was probably had the good judgment of listening to his physicians and then didn't post for a long time, got better and came back. 
Uh, and uh, but he, you know, sort of missed that window mm-hmm. of, you know, the the sort of the normal run up to your VQ. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, you know, I, th- I don't think you've queued, you know, uh, we got to get you out here. And so that his he had a great VQ. We had Tea Party and Chowda and, and Kobayashi as well. And they were really, really fantastic VQs. Yeah. And that's the thing that I, I, I thought is, you know, guys that just need just a little push to know something that they probably already figured out themselves, which is they're ready to lead a workout. Mm-hmm. And so I, I will many times mention that, especially with all the growth that we've had out West and seeing these, these, uh, these guys, uh, you know, who are posting many times a week and really accelerating uh, to say, Hey, you know, you, you guys, this was a tough workout today. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys all did it. And so that means you can lead too. Yeah. you know? Um, and, and so for some guys who, you know, aren't, don't want to plan a workout, you know, say, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll co-cue it with you or, or do a Murph, you yeah. know, let's, let's, let's call blades and let's get you on the Q schedule at Red Wings. Cause that, then you just have to do the COT. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about those things, that's, that's where my brain kind of sits most of the time these days is how do I make sure that I can pay forward that great experience that I had early on in F3. And I, being a side queue is, is such a great way to do that. Yeah. Well, and the b- best way, at least for me, that I found to get out of that self-centeredness is to like focus on on somebody else, right? And so when you're thinking about, okay, how do I get this guy ready or or just give him the opportunity, right? Because it's such a safe safe place to to lead and and then fail and get feedback and do it again. And I, you know, you hear so often, um, you know, a, a guy starts coming and then like his M starts to maybe notice some changes. And I, I think what, what is being noticed there is like this sense of confidence that like, Oh, like I can go and do hard things. And I, and I've got some guys that I can do that with. And, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's just so cool to kind of see that, uh, that light come on. Um, when you think about uh, Armory, um, I think about Yodel and um, man, that super awkward uh, pre-blast video. Um <laughs> I don't know if anybody else saw that. I think I get it was a Terminator scene. It was uh you would know as a movie buff. Um and you know, shout out to Light Right for the, the filming there, right? But right. um, but anyway, I do think about Yodel and um just a cool guy to watch accelerate. And I, you know, talk us through your kind of how you selected him as your successor and, and just thoughts about uh, about Yodel and his opportunity there. So I, you know, Yodel is uh, a guy that was always uh, at the maze and, uh, and he was uh, almost always at Dragon's Lair and so, uh, and Wild Kingdom. And so those were my spots. And so I got to know Yodel that way. And, um, you know, he's got just this great sense of humor. He's got such a fantastic perspective because he did not grow up in this country. And so he brings that unique perspective, which he is not shy to share. (laughs) Yeah. And, but at the same time, you know, he absolutely loves this country. Right. And it is so, you know, uh, such a great reminder when you see somebody, you know, uh, who didn't grow up the way you did, who, you know, sees the things that we may take for granted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from the beginning for that site, uh, you know, he was the first one in the parking lot uh, for that pop-up. And he was the first one in the pop for in the parking lot for the day of the shovel flag pass. Mm-hmm. And he's just always been uh, so enthusiastic about, about that site and about West Omaha. And, and it's in seeing him post more, uh, even though he's, you know, um, you know, he had his, they had their first child mm-hmm. and, uh, but he, and he, he still made time to, to push himself to, um, to, to post regularly and to continue accelerating and then he just gives these great COTs where he talks about, you know, his 
uh, you know, his grandmother in Austria being rescued by French soldiers uh, in World War II, and, uh, you know, how he feels about the conflict uh, and the war in, in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And that's just a perspective you just don't see every day. And so I, I think, you know, we've got to get this guy in a leadership role yeah. so he can continue to um, to share his uh, his perspective with people because uh, it's really inspiring. And so I've just found Yodel to be one of those guys that um, I was just glad that by the time I asked him uh, to be the psyche there that nobody else had yeah. first. Yeah, that's the trick these days, right? Is, yeah. is you got to ask the guy ahead of time. Yeah, I, it's so cool. I love, um, it, you know, I, I don't, I can't tell you how many times I feel like we're going to see the the retweet armory free blast that just says there's only one place to post on Fridays. You know, he just he's a passionate guy and he exactly. and he loves the site and yes. um, so it's been cool. I I remember he led a, a workout, um, or maybe it was IPC. Um, Oh, at the out of the dune. Um, but he he had a couple flags on the field and just like uh, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, we had the Austrian flag and the American flag yeah, on the track with him. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. And I and I I also love the banter between I think him and him and Miyagi about uh, yeah. know, different accents. Uh, yes, so it's always, <laughs> always good to hear that. And it's tough being from Australia. Um, or Austria. Sorry, I messed that up. Uh, anyway, in all seriousness, I do want to get your thoughts on uh, kind of advice and and maybe you know with you, um, you know, where where you think we should go? What do we focus on? You know, like getting a guy to come to a workout one time is is maybe not our challenge, right? So um, how do we continue to give away what we've what so many of us have, have experienced? What do you think on that? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of become. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, that's something just where my brain is just kind of hanging out these days on, you know, what is it that we can do to, uh, you know, get that, not just get that F and G to come back for a second workout, but get him to get into that next level of a VQ. Yeah. And, and, and what does that road look like? Well, it's going to be different for everybody, but I, I believe that if you get a guy to show up and they, um, they get the, the F3 experience and they see the Omaha culture and they're, you know, being encouraged to pre-run, being encouraged to go to cafeteria, um, you know, uh, going to a happy hour first Friday lunch or, you know, uh, Heartland Hope or whatever third F opportunity. If, if you, if you see guys that are getting those regular pushes in that direction, like, like what I believe is that's just, that makes it happen faster. Mm -hmm. And so I just think about any time that I meet somebody new uh, that, you know, where, where is it that, that F3 can really, um, you know, uh, meet them where they are and get them to go where they need to be. Yeah. And, you know, part of that's encouraging guys to get on the Q schedule and and get them to VQ because I, th I think once somebody has their VQ, I think they're in, yeah. you know, it's, I think that's, yeah. I think that's the stickiest glue that we have is, is there's no better feeling, at least for me, uh, in, in what it felt like to, you know, do Namorama for the first time mm -hmm. and turn it around on yourself and realize, um, you know, how amazing the last 45 minutes were and to, and to give a COT and to, you know, just really connect with guys that talk to you afterwards and those kinds of things and the feedback that you get. So I, I think a lot about how, where, where, where FNGs are in their lives and how can we best meet them? Um, you know, you hear a lot about it's too early, you know, it's like, well, we have 7 a.m. workouts on the weekends, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you just try to just try to find them and, and just get them to, um, to make F3 a consistent part of their life and, um, and just get to that next level. And because I feel like it's, you just, once you put down those, 
uh, those railroad tracks, you just don't back it up. Yeah. You just continue well, forward. You know, it's so interesting too, the forces at play that are, that are out of our control. Like <clears throat> I keep, I keep referencing a uh, desk pop, but I think it's because I'm, I'm jealous that he's posted five times this week and I'm, I'm only a four, four day a week poster, but, it's an but awesome name, you know, I, I initially uh, mentioned F3 to him a year and a half ago. Right. And yeah. he, and, <laughs> too early couldn't come out whatever came out monday the coronado and he's been every day since and he's right. pre-ran every day since yeah and he showed, you know and he's been to two cube sources right so i'm, I'm like you know so that so it's some of it's just don't stop talking to guys about it that you know right, right. even if they have been reluctant and sometimes um wait wait for them to ask you about it right and just stay consistent keep growing and um because it's inevitable that we need every guy, and and I think every guy needs F three. But I do also um, want to know, you know, how can we encourage you? You know, when we see you out there, uh, what are you going through? What can we be praying for? What do you need uh, from us? So um, I think I mentioned this before. I'm I'm an extrovert. I uh, enjoy talking to people. Uh, I enjoy getting to know new guys. Uh, and but I have uh, I've struggled with mental health issues in my life. And, uh, those are the kinds that, uh, that creep up when I'm, I'm not able to run and do the, do the things that I need to do every day. And, you know, I've gotten to know guys so well in F3, uh, that when I show up, uh, to the gloom and I'm, I'm gloomy and not in a good way, yeah. uh, they can tell. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember, you know, in some of my, uh, my periods of time where things were not going well for me with injury and I was just at the armory, yeah, I'd have guys like Tater Tot come up to me and say, Hey, I don't know what's bothering what's bothering you today. Um, but you know, you need to let it go, brother. Mm. And um, and he just knew that's what I needed to hear. Yeah. You know, that's good. And uh and when I was injured and he was telling me, you know, uh, okay, I get it. I've been there, I've been injured too. What are you doing for other people? Mm. And it was kind of like, oh, well, I, I kind of just wanted to whine about how I was injured and want to feel sorry for myself. You're making me care about others. What's yeah. what's this all about? Yeah. And so though that's what i need i need i need that push i need that reminder to care about other people and that's where you know no matter what i am dealing with that's always going to pull me out mm-hmm. of whatever funk i'm in or any kind of thing like that and so uh if you see me in the gloom and i'm not you know if i don't have a smile on my face and i'm not you know making dad jokes and puns and quoting movies then you know something's wrong yeah and uh and so just uh you know you can come by and and, and shake me around and slap me around a little bit and say hey let it go. Nice. Okay. We, we will be sure to do that. You know, I think, I think the other thing is you are making an effort, you know, to get out there and um, you know, I, I see you as our, you know, West sector weasel shaker. And so, uh, you know, it's funny the number of kind of behind the scenes conversations and things that you've had, you know, to, to reinvigorate male community leadership out, out in West Omaha. And it's just cool to, you know, you see these sites launching and, um, we, we want to let let guys lead, but it, uh, I, I definitely see all of the efforts you're putting in behind the scenes, and I appreciate that. I, I know, um, yeah, I, I just don't think any of us could do it without you. It's been it's been really cool. I do want to pause and just see um, anything else on your mind, anything we didn't uh, get to talk about today that you would want to share. Or, uh, yeah, I you know I I did want to mention that I I want to give a shout out to Doppler and all the other guys in D three. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I'm uh, I I think that that is just an amazing group of guys, and I I love what Doppler has done in that culture. Um, when that first started, um, I was uh, 
there's a guy in F3 that I'm very close with that is going through a, a very challenging divorce. And I think all divorce is challenging. I have not been through that. Mm -hmm. um, but from what I have seen, I, I think that there are different challenges, but they're all difficult uh, and they're, they're, they're not easy. And so I just wanted to learn about how I could help this guy and understand more what he's going through. And what I realized uh, time and time again is that if I just listen, that does so much more than anything yeah. I could ever say. Yeah. And so when Doppler said that it was open to all men, uh, and so uh, I just started uh, showing up and coming out to that and getting to know those guys and hearing their stories and listening to what they're going through, uh, the the strength and the courage and the character that those guys have is really inspiring to me. And, um, you know, uh, they have been so welcoming to me. Um, I, I think I just try to I just try to listen and I try to give them some, you know, some jack leg legal advice. Yeah. I'm not a divorce lawyer, but I do understand <laughs> a little bit about the law when it comes to that. And so um, just seeing those guys uh, put the work in to really, um, you know, endure is, is what is what the word comes to mind. And I'm just I'm just so uh, glad that uh, Doppler decided to do D3. And, uh, and I'm so proud of, uh, of that group of guys. And I just wanted to give them all a shout out. Yeah, man, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I remember when we interviewed, uh, Doppler and, um, you know, it's just fun, like, you know, Gator shows up to the D3 group and they're like, you got something to tell us, you know, but it was really like just out of this, uh, passion for an empathy for, for guys that, um, are going through something, you know, just how can we support? So I love that. And I think as you were saying that you may be just, uh, kind of cracked a, a nut that I've been trying to figure out for a long time. It's just how do we do uh, what wait time does so well, and, and which is um, help guys identify their dolphin, right? Because I think the D2X is you know something that, that your dolphin and your daffodil. So often, like I can probably identify the group of people. I don't know what I do really well. And the more we listen to other guys, the more we hear those things and can help them identify it. So uh, I had um, jokingly, my word of the year was, was listening for, uh, it was 2021 and slow pitch and tater. I'm probably laughing at this, but um, I didn't do so well. I changed the word. Uh, <laughs> just did something else. So, so I think you just helped me identify where where I need to focus because I really think the more we listen, the more we can help guys identify what they're good at um, and, and give them confidence in those areas too. So, oh man, uh, we're gonna have to do a round two. Uh, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Well, I'll, I'll have you on the in camera review podcast. We'll finish up there. Yeah, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at movie knowledge. I, I, um, I'm lucky. I, yeah. Um, man, Gator, this has been great. This has been really, really, really great. I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been, uh, it's been a, a privilege. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Thanks, man. I, uh, I will do, um, my best pony impression, uh, since he had to dip out, but, um, for all of you that think he asks better questions, I have nothing to say about that. Uh, all right. Let's do a name around. Brandon Barry 36, the play. The play. I don't know. Pony, wait, John Whitworth, 31, Pony Express. <laughs> and Mike Duffy, 40, Gator. Gator, chomp. And it is a chomp. I think we all know it's it a is chomp. a chomp. I tried to do mine the other day after Name Rama, and uh, nobody else said it. I don't know if you caught that on Twitter, but hey, uh, love you, Gator. Love you, man. Appreciate it. Later.